Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today, I have the great pleasure of having Ashley Levinson back on the PCOS Diva podcast. Ashley has been a PCOS patient advocate for over 22 years. She is a retired orthopedic certified surgical first assistant, and Ashley's advocacy began with the first televised story about PCOS back in 2004 on Discovery Health's Mystery Diagnosis. Her advocacy has included starting the viral online campaign, which we're going to be talking about today, Heart for PCOS. And in 2021, she became a two-time recipient of the Ricardo Aziz PCOS Challenge Advocacy Leadership Award and a finalist for the WeGo Health Awards Best of Twitter. Ashley works tirelessly Um, on PCOS advocacy. She works with PCOS Challenge as the Patient Advisory Board Chair of Outreach and Partnerships. She's joined the organization as the New York and New Jersey State Leader for PCOS Advocacy Day. And recently, she was a patient representative in the NIH PCOS Workshop, which is um, a really huge event for the PCOS world. Um, And It was also, as she says, one of the biggest honors in her advocacy career. So welcome to my fellow PCOS advocate, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to be here today and um, be talking with you once again. Um, I've known you for years and absolutely love you and love what you've done with the community and um, supporting patients and teaching patients. So Thank you. It's an honor. Oh, well, thank you. It's the, it's mutual. Um, Ashley, I don't know anyone else out there who has worked as tirelessly as you, um, you know, despite both of us living with PCOS and having to manage that um, as well as, you know, trying to, to move um, efforts of awareness forward. And I wanted to invite you on um, a podcast here at the end of January to talk about, as I mentioned, one of your big efforts, which is heart for PCOS. Um, And I want you to tell us more about that. Um, I, 
you know, I think there's this big misnomer that PCOS is um, something that occurs in um, women only in their reproductive years. And it really only concerns our reproductive system. And you're working hard to kind of um, demystify uh, and kind of, I guess I want to say like bust the myths <laughs> around um, the, the other really serious thing, symptoms, um, including cardiovascular disease, especially in this month of February. So, so tell us about um, February and what it holds for women with PCOS. Sure. Well, first of all, I, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. And at this point, it's about changing perceptions. Um, because I was part of that whole group of women that were dealing with infertility and really got to know PCOS through my own journey with infertility. I did not know when I first started seeing uh, a reproductive endocrinologist that there were issues outside of just trying to get pregnant that I should be worried about with PCOS. Um, but now since I've fortunately had my kids and um, I'm on the other side of it, I began to realize that the symptoms don't disappear with age. They actually get worse. And the things that we need to concentrate on are uh, the metabolic issues. Um, particularly again, for someone like me, where I have a family history of heart disease. Um, a lot of people don't know that with PCOS, there's an increased risk of hypertension, high cholesterol, depression, anxiety, insulin resistance, diabetes, all things that can put us at risk for heart disease. Um, so I wanted to start a campaign to make people aware of these metabolic connections. And um, as we know, in February is Heart Month, and there are a lot of campaigns that go on through Heart Month uh, for women who uh, deal with heart disease. Uh, heart disease is the number one killer in women, and women with PCOS are the highest at-risk group for heart disease, which I don't think a lot of people realize. So it made sense to me um, that we needed to start a campaign to uh, bring more awareness and to hopefully end a silent epidemic that many people aren't aware of. That's, that's a huge statistic. Um, do you have some other stats? I know I see um, the stat that um, for that women with PCOS are four to seven times more likely to have a cardiovascular event. Um, yes. So for women with PCOS, they are at seven times greater risk for a heart attack, and they are at four times greater risk for stroke. Um, they are at increased risk for hypertension. They are at increased risk for high cholesterol. Um, and about 50% of patients with PCOS will become diabetic or have prediabetes or some form of insulin resistance by age 40, which is kind of um, eye-opening. Um, you know, PCOS tends to run in families, so it's important to ask about your 
family history um, and because PCOS may cause a predisposition um, for these cardiovascular events, high cholesterol, metabolic syndrome, hypertension, and impaired glucose tolerance. Um, and often we're not looking at that, or I should say providers aren't screening that regularly. Um, so patients are walking around literally as ticking time bombs um, because they're basically told, okay, you had your kids now just take a few pills or lose weight. Um, and, you know, eventually you're going to hit menopause and things will be over with, which we know is not the case. PCOS is lifelong and it exists way beyond um, menopause. And again, we just need to change the perception on that. Yeah. All right. I think the, the other thing you'll often hear is, you know, just get a hysterectomy after you're, you're done having kids and that will take care of the PCOS. <laughs> Which... Actually, I, I, I can speak on that because I, uh, again, as a complication of PCOS, I was dealing with abnormal uterine bleeding from uh, severe hormone imbalance. And I had to have a hysterectomy about six years ago. My symptoms actually got worse after my hysterectomy. Um, you know, people think, oh, you don't have your reproductive organs. These Endocrine issues are not solely based on the ovaries. And I think one thing that people have to understand is, although the ovaries are part of the reproductive system, they're part of a much bigger picture, which is the endocrine system. And it's these messages that are sent from the brain to the ovaries that cause a lot of the reproductive symptoms. However, they can still exist, even if those ovaries and reproductive system is not there. Mm -hmm. So, so you mentioned that PCOS symptoms could possibly get worse, um, you know, as you age, I, you know, give us some hope, uh, for those listening. And that's, that's kind of a scary thought that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, my twenties, thirties, I'm already struggling. And, you know, so it's going to get worse. I mean, I, um, I, I can tell you that, that, uh, and we, we were just sharing our, you know, we're getting up into the, um, half a century age group. Um, and I can say that my symptoms are better now than they ever were in my, um, you know, teens and twenties. Um, and I, and I owe a lot of that to changing my lifestyle. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally think that you can feel better at this stage of the game if you make appropriate lifestyle change. Um, what are your thoughts? And that's the key, Amy, is that the information, the knowledge has to be there to enable people to make those changes. Um, no doubt if you are doing lifestyle management, if you are on the appropriate medications, if that's necessary, or supplements, or however you decide to treat your PCOS, if you have a plan in place, yes, it's easy to, it's easier, I should say, to live a healthier life, to avoid future complications, um, and, you know, to have a better quality of life. Uh, the problem is, again, that when that information isn't given to patients and isn't out there for patients to recognize that these tools and resources are available, 
you're just kind of like stuck. What do I do? So um, what you do, um, what health coaches do, what nutritionists do, what PCOS experts do are very important for people that are in our age bracket to start realizing that they do have the power and the resources and the tools to combat these health issues and basically to uh, prevent future cardiovascular and health risks. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, my whole um, kind of platform, PCOS Diva, um, is about being a diva and educating yourself so that you can advocate for yourself in at the doctor's office. And I think a big um, push for your um, heart month um, is educating yourself about the risks so you can ask, you know, and, and really um, advocate in, at your doctor's visit to, you know, monitor your cardiovascular health. Um, and Ashley, we've been doing this for a long time. And I know, um, and I know you do too, it's from time to time, you'll see a very sad post on social media about a young woman, um, you know, 30, late 30s, uh, even 40s, who have passed away from a cardi, you know, heart attack or a stroke um, with PCOS. I mean, it doesn't happen all that often, but it's um, any, any, um, incident like that is heartbreaking, uh, literally, right? Um, it, it is. And you, you'd be surprised that it happens more often in our community than not. And uh, in fact, in the, in the past five years, uh, I've lost two of my friends in the community to heart disease. Um, one of them was a fierce PCOS advocate and known in a lot of the PCOS groups. Her name was Angela Sams. And, um, you know, her doctor just kept ignoring all of the symptoms of the metabolic, uh, issues and, uh, she died from a heart attack. And another one of my dear friends who spoke at the NIH with me, uh, Dion Taylor, Dion Taylor, um, she lost her sister, Tanita Green to, uh, a heart attack as well. And again, it's just because they weren't looking at the metabolic consequences and uh, they were minimizing what PCOS is, you know, that and if people keep looking at it as a reproductive or infertility syndrome, we're going to continue to lose more community members. So for a, a woman listening today, how do you recommend kind of um, approaching the topic with their, their provider? Um, I think telling their provider that they've either seen online or they've done some research and um, they've become aware that there may be some metabolic risks associated with PCOS and um, asking their doctor, what type of screenings do you do on a regular basis for PCOS? What type of blood work do you do? Do you check uh, my blood pressure? Do you send me to get an EKG? Um, you know, I, question the doctor and, and tell them, you know, do you think these, these tests are appropriate? And these are my concerns. Um, that I think is, is, is a big thing with PCOS is being able to communicate and having a partnership with your 
provider in which you can talk about um, your concerns and they're able to answer them. Um, and I've said to a lot of people, if you have a doctor that dismisses that, that means it's time to see a new doctor because your well-being and your health uh, are important and you deserve the best care practices that are out there. Mm-hmm. So what types of screenings um, specifically, you know, checking cholesterol levels, um, do you think that it is appropriate like to ask for an EKG um, like in, in maybe what age or? I, I don't think necessarily you need an EKG unless you are um, displaying symptoms that may be concerning, but certainly blood work that would include checking your cholesterol levels um, checking your A1C, your blood sugar levels, um, you know, even your testosterone levels, because testosterone, high levels of testosterone for long periods of time can also, um, cause some cardiac events as well. So, uh, looking for those, uh, establishing baseline with your blood work, uh, to check your hormones, your cholesterol, um, and also, doing screenings for hypertension because hypertension is a risk factor with PCOS and there's a higher prevalence. So um, again, establishing that baseline and then at a minimum, just having yearly blood work uh, and uh, yearly uh, clinical exam to check all these different numbers and features uh, is always a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I was just, as we're talking, I just reminded me too that I had a former client who is now in her early forties. And she reached out to me. Um, she was in the hospital, um, getting ready for quadruple bypass. Um, and you know, it's, she, it's sad, but she's doing great now. She's really got gotten back to, you know, a, um, plant, uh, focused, um, diet and lifestyle, you know, not, not vegan or vegetarian, but lots of plant-based foods, um, with, you know, lots of fiber and anti-inflammatory and she's really doing a lot better. So, um, uh, I just was happy to hear that, but lifestyle is so important. Um, it, it's huge. And that's, that's one thing, um, I do a lot of during heart for PCOS month is, to offer those tools and resources and to have um, people like yourself come on and and talk about these tools and these resources and how they can be effective in helping with symptoms and, um, you know, curtailing future health risks. I think that's the the biggest uh, factor in, in warding off a lot of Or heart disease or diabetes. I mean, it's not pleasant to think of. Uh, it's not pleasant to talk about, but if we don't talk about it, we're giving way to a silent epidemic. Exactly. So, so tell us what we're doing to talk about it in February um, for Heart for PCOS month. Well, one of my favorite things, and you've participated in it a couple of times, and I, I, I love whenever you do it, I always wait for your posts, um, is I do a big thing where I ask the community to turn from teal to red. So everybody within the PCOS community puts on their red, uh, especially for red heart day for women's heart day. And, um, we use the tag heart for PCOS 
and uh, you see our entire community turning from teal to red. It's it's wonderful because it's bringing awareness that uh, patients, women with PCOS, are the highest at risk group of women for heart disease, um, and uh, it, it brings the community together in in a way that we can let our voices be heard in a way that is. It, it's, it's a fun community event that brings awareness. And I've uh, been doing it for, this will be the ninth year that we're doing it. So that's the big thing. We also do live events. Uh, we do podcasts. We do uh, articles. We work with organizations like Women Heart. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to work with like the American Heart Association, uh, the National Stroke uh, Association, uh, the American Diabetes Association. Um, to make a bigger impact this year, but keep, keep looking. Cause we're, we're, we're going to be revealing a lot of things. And one thing that I'm really excited about is I am teaming up with PCOS challenge this year. Um, so really excited about that. And we will be having some celebrity ambassadors this year. So uh, it's going to be a big year for us. That's really exciting. It's you, it's come a long way, hasn't it, Ashley? Um, it, it has. And um you know, speaking about advocacy, a lot of times I have people ask me, you know, I want to be like you, I want to be an advocate. How do you become an advocate? It takes time, but more importantly, it just takes a willingness to put yourself out there and to share your story. And you just build from that and you keep pushing forward over and over and over again until more people hear your story and start magnifying that story and start magnifying their voices. So um, the simplest thing you can do is start getting involved in campaigns like Heart for PCOS and share your story and share why you're important and why PCOS is important. And, uh, you know, I welcome as many advocates as possible because I am getting up there. So I, I have to start looking at retirement at some point. So we need some new advocates to get in here. <laughs> I know we've got, we have to pass the torch on, right? That's Right. Um, so tell us the, the hashtag, I guess, to look for on social media to get involved. There are a couple of, uh, it is floating around so you can look at past campaigns. Um, there are thousands of pictures and it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and it's heart for PCOS. So it's literally H-E-A-R-T, the number four P-C-O-S, heart for PCOS. Excellent. So I, you know what, I just bought a new red sweater. So I am going to make sure that I get a new picture to you with my new red sweater. <laughs> you do not know how excited I am. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I love, I, I'm telling you, I love your posts. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, great. And luckily my, my son is a good photographer. So I can, I'll, when he comes home from college over, over break, I'll have him snap a picture. Um, so awesome. Ashley, tell us where we can find out more about the work that you do. Um, I recently saw you were kind of um, sharing you had some exciting news about a new site. Um, yes. Okay. So I can be found on social media. So again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And um, my handle is PCOS girl with a G-U-R-L, so P-C-O-S-G-U-R-L uh, on social media. And I also have on uh, most of my profiles a link tree. 
And I started up my blog again, and I am sharing a lot of information, a lot of resources, a lot of tools, uh, past interviews that I've had with people. Um, I have the past PCOSD interview that I've done with you up. Um, so there's a lot of information and you know, I, I love, would love everybody to come and learn and uh, pass the information on. Yeah. And again, definitely um, check out Ashley's resources. She's been doing this, I think, longer than, um, you know, and consistently than anybody else. Uh, and I applaud you for that. Um, definitely a, a labor of love. It, it is. And I, I actually affectionately call myself the PCOS dinosaur because I've been around for so long. <laughs> well, you're not a dinosaur in my book. So. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Well, and I hope to see you in person soon, maybe um, at, at, you know, in, um, an advocacy day coming coming up I hope we can get together again in person I I hope so too and I you know I hope to see everyone for advocacy day this year because I think we're actually planning if if COVID behaves itself um to be back in Washington DC this year um talking to legislators about PCOS um and you know I I can't wait and uh I owe you a big hug Yes. And, and um, if you have not listeners, if you, if you have not been to advocacy day in DC, it is just an amazing event um, and super empowering. Uh, and it's just fantastic to connect in person with other women fighting the good fight. So, um, you know, if you know, think about it, if, if we do it again in person, um, I hope to be there and um Looking forward to seeing everybody else there too. Absolutely. And one important thing that I always tell people, you don't have to have any experience as somebody who does lobbying or, you know, knows the ins and outs of government. Um, all you need to do again is have a willingness to share your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the whole point is that we go in and we tell our representatives this is our story and this is why PCOS awareness matters. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about the upcoming um, Heart for PCOS month. And I look forward to seeing everybody's turning their, their teal photos to red. Me too. I hope it is a wave of teal to red this year. And Amy, thank you so much for allowing me to come on and share my experiences and my campaign with everybody. Well, thanks, Ashley. And thank you all for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com 
to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.